We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. It's time for another episode of The Breakdown on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. And guys, we had an absolutely thrilling win on Sunday Night Football with the Chiefs storming back. Incredible fourth quarter comeback. Overtime win. Take down the Titans. And now move into a tie atop the AFC with the Buffalo Bills. Matt, what jumped out at you most from that game? I mean, it was a grind, man. And you, you watch the first few series that the Kansas City Chiefs had, and they go down and matriculate the ball down the field. They had to settle for a field goal, but then they go score. And you think early on, all of a sudden, it's going to start to be a runaway. And then they kind of stalled out for most of that game. And the, and the Tennessee Titans were able to produce just enough, enough offense to go down, get the lead, and they maintain that lead until the fourth quarter. But again, this, this team for the Kansas City Chiefs, you, you love watching them because they're so battle-tested, right? You never feel out out of it you've got Patrick Mahomes a sense of urgency the confidence the composure the ability for him to make plays and then they take it he takes him down on 93 yard drive he does it basically single-handedly in what he's able to do and those scrambles that he was able to do on third and 17 the third and nine to actually score the touchdown the two-point conversion and then once you went to overtime you know, you just felt like the momentum had changed. The shift had changed. And then they took care of business in overtime. They made the big play to Noah Gray and the field goal. So it was it was a tough task because that Tennessee Titans defense, they brought it all day long, and you knew that they were going to be up for a very competitive game. But at the end of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs pulled it out, and uh, it was another great victory for this team. And it is funny because you don't talk about Mahomes' running ability a lot because he can do so much with his arm. Uh, but right. we see it time and time again when he has to. I mean, obviously, the AFC Championship game against the Titans, that, that touchdown run right before the half was the turning point in that game. And then we saw it again Sunday night, uh, what he was able to do in the run game. Because, you know, it gets talked about with Josh Allen so much, and there's so many other quarterbacks where it's like something you talk about at the forefront of the conversation. But with Mahomes, for whatever reason, I feel like he never really gets enough credit for how dangerous he is as a runner. How does that affect the defense you know, knowing that Mahomes can do what he can with his legs or honestly knowing what he can do with his arm. Like I feel like teams kind of fall asleep on his ability to run the ball sometimes. 
They do because he's so dangerous with his arm. And when you drop back 63 times in a game and you're able to throw the ball all over and you've got all these different weapons, you have to concentrate on that pass game because that's more dangerous at times, you think, than Patrick Mahomes running the ball. But when he does take off, he's so successful at getting first downs and picking up those those first downs in big moments of the game. And he's elusive. And you think about him you know, improvising outside the pocket. And that's what makes him so di um, difficult because defenders can never let up on those wide receivers and then all of a sudden you give him space and he can make one guy miss he can make two guys miss and he's got the speed to go get that first down and so he just gives defenses fits man and nightmares because you think about it and especially in those moments like third and 17 third and nine you've got him right where you want him and you think oh well if he takes off we'll be able to rally to the ball but that's not the case like he's got enough speed enough quickness and enough agility to make people miss and go in in those moments and pick up those big first downs and as great as Mahomes was, as, as incredible as those drives were to tie and then go on to win the game in overtime, they don't get a chance to do that if it wasn't for what the defense was able to do in the second half because they went through mm. those lulls, as you talked about, but the defense really stepped it up after having a, a rough first half. They held the Titans to 22 yards in the second half in overtime. What did you see out of this defense coming out of the locker room? How do you think they adjusted and, and kept the Titans at bay? Well, really, it was a pretty good performance all day long. With, with You take out the big run by Derrick Henry, a little bit of that zone read in which Malik Willis was able to get the edge. He made a few good throws early on, but it, it was interesting because you had a few different explosives early on in that game in the first half. But then the halftime adjustments – by the coaching staff, by that defense. They just completely swallowed them up in the second half. They had, for instance, they had almost 200 yards of offense in the first half. And then you go to the second half, they had 22 total yards with only one first down. I mean, that's remarkable. And you can tell that this defense has so much confidence. And that's the main defense. That you, I mean, the main thing that you look at with this team this year versus what it was last year is how well this defense is playing as a unit at all levels. And it's a scary thought because when you get, have the Kansas City Chiefs offense as explosive and high-powered as they are, and then you add a defense that can make – stop after stop and put you in good position, change field position, all those different elements that go into winning football. It's a very, very complete football team. It really is terrifying. And, and I love how they kind of play off of each other too, because I feel like Spags isn't afraid of being aggressive because he knows that that offense can help pick up, help make up for, you know, if they do give up a big play, that offense will get it back for him. So knowing that you have that in your back pocket as a defensive coordinator too, I think is a great luxury to have. Absolutely. I mean, Spags has done a great job and he's always one of those coordinators that, you know, you've really got to study. I remember going up against him as a quarterback and he's so elaborate in his blitz schemes and the personnel groupings that he used and the variety and the multiplicity in which he uses like these guys, they're in dime, they're in nickel, they're in base defense, but then also the different looks that he gives you. He challenges your, your protection schemes constantly and they're really well prepared. They do their film study. They understand your, what you're trying to do from a protection standpoint. So they're always challenging you. And then at the same time, I think that run defense has gotten so much better and at, at the linebackers at the, in the front. I mean, they're, they're just, they're stout against the run. And that's a big difference too, from last year to what it is this year. Yeah, that's a great point. And we saw it in that second half too. There was just nowhere to run for the Titans. Uh, Bolton is really coming into his own. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, this defense has really, really stepped up, uh, stepped up big time. And, and, you know, it kind of, I feel like they kind of got lost in all the magic we saw from Mahomes right. uh, down the stretch, but they were, uh, they, they were absolutely fantastic in that second half. But speaking of Mahomes, this is what we do. We break down the offensive side. Uh, let's start digging into this film. Let's go first to that critical third down play on the game tying drive. What did you see here on this on this just ridiculous scramble from Patrick Mahomes? Right. It's third and 17. And so you look at the defense for the Tennessee Titans and they're playing more of like a quarter, quarter, half look. However, you look at this nickel back over the slot down here in the three by one set. And so he's playing further off because he knows he can rally to the ball. He can play off, but it's also like an in and out with the safety. So it's almost like a combo combination coverage up here to see to get guys involved in that little window if you do run that in cut so as the play starts to go here you see it it's really good coverage and really he's only got one area to go with that ball and that's to check it down and that's really what the Tennessee Titans want him to do it's good coverage the safety falls off onto the end cut to M MVS and so at that point he's like I don't want to throw this he gets outside the pocket he's looking for guys which he does so well with when he improvises but at this point the linebacker over pursues he makes the cutback and it's just him going and getting the first down and that's what we talked about just a few moments ago is his ability of people don't don't really know how fast he is and how he can go pick up these first downs I mean he's just special in that in that regard. Yeah, and you have to plaster to these receivers because, as you said, he does such a good job finding guys. He's always – he's not a guy that scrambles and just and just looks to take off. He scrambles and he keeps his eyes downfield, and, and he's he, he would rather make that big throw down the field when he gets outside the pocket. But, you know, so, so you have to stay plastered. It just puts you in such a bind as a defense. But if you do that, you just open up these running lanes and – He's just so tricky because it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's moving as fast as he is sometimes, um, you know, because he is still surveying the field, scanning the field. But he just he was rolling on this one. And uh, he's he's deceptively elusive, too. It's hard to really you never really see anybody get a solid shot on him once he takes off into the open field. That's right. And you know, what's interesting to me is I think it was in the second quarter. Now it got called back because of holding play, but it was a very similar play to this where he scrambles out to his right and he hit Travis Kelsey on a very similar play. And so that's probably in the back of their mind too. Cause like you said, you have to play your rules for the defense. You have to plaster these guys. You can't take your eyes off the wide receivers because the minute you do, that's when he makes the big play with his arm. But then that also opens up his ability to go scramble. And this is exactly what happened. And this is such a critical down. I mean, third and 17, you think you're in a really good position. You're in too high defense. You've got everybody covered. I mean, this is great coverage on the back end. And then you just break a defense's back when you're able to take off and pick up a first down this situation. I mean, it's really difficult for a defense usually to recover from something like that. This will have you uh, Ken Dorsing the headset up in the booth for That's sure. A, ah, <laughs> what in the world? Oh, I'm sure Vrabel <laughs> threw up on the sideline for a moment. Oh my god, I can't, oh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh. But so, so this kept the drive alive. Let's go to the play now that that capped it off. Just again, Mahomes with his legs making magic. What did you see here? Yeah, you go come over to the three by oh set, and really it's a progression read. You've got the sail route out top with the post, and then the basically the corner route right underneath it, and then you've got the rub route between Juju 
Juju and then Kelsey coming underneath him. So really it's a pure progression read. If you like the post, you can take it. Otherwise you've got the sale route and then you've got Kelsey coming into your window right here. So as, as this play starts to go, it looks like it's cover one with a double on Kelsey. The safety cuts Kelsey on the rub. So you can see this thing's dead in the water. You've, you don't have the post, it's shut down. The sale route doesn't look like it's created any separation. You could check the ball down to McKinnon here, but really you've got a linebacker over the top. He would have to make somebody miss. And then the rub route as he comes there, they do a really good job of covering down with the safety. But what happens here is the, the defensive end goes up and goes past the quarterback, which I'm sure they're talking about in their meetings. And when he does that, he gives Patrick Mahomes a running lane. And we just saw it. He takes off. He runs. He makes somebody miss and then runs through the defender at the goal line to say, get some baby and takes the ball into the end zone for six points, which was another huge play third and nine. And he does it all himself. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about some of these strange tall boys of beer that you might see in the bottled water section of your favorite store. Well, it's not actually beer. It's a liquid mountain spring water company from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And you might be wondering, Tucker, why is it called Liquid Death? Well, let me tell you, it's because they'll brutally murder your thirst. That's right. Not only are they going to brutally murder your thirst, they are going to brutally murder plastic pollution in the process. It's wonderful with their infinitely recyclable aluminum cans. They also donate 10% of their proceeds from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It's great. They've got four flavors. They have regular sparkling water. They've got still water, which is the mountain spring water. And they have uh, mango. They have uh, berry flavored. And they also have the one I like here, the severed lime. I'm going to go ahead and crack it on open. And you can get a liquid death at your local Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we've seen some teams this year have some success at points of games when they want to man up the Chiefs. We saw the Raiders in the first half of that Monday night game do it. We saw the Bills mix in some man coverage and, and come up with some critical stops on the Chiefs in that game. But that's the danger when you play man and you don't have anybody to account for the quarterback. You don't have a spy or anybody anybody 
keying on the quarterback, it's going to allow for some of these running lanes and allow Mahomes to get into the open field. So maybe, you know, not only did this get them, you know, help them get the win, but maybe teams see this now and they're a little more reluctant to play man against the Chiefs going forward. Right. It's really difficult to play man to man versus the Chiefs, especially when you don't have a spy on the quarterback. And the other part of this is the defensive rush lanes. You've got to be so disciplined, your rush lanes. If you go past him and you give him an opening to step up in the pocket, one, he can scramble out and still make a play with his arm. But two, he can take off at any moment and go make that play with his legs. And that's exactly what happens. So I, the tough part for defenses is, is again, you, you can you pick your poison, right? You play man-to-man. They've got a ton of guys that can go win versus one-on-one, and you don't love the matchups constantly. But if you play zone, he can pick you apart little by little like we've seen in so many of these games. And then he's got – he's just – he's such a unique player. His skill set is so special. It's funny. You talk about the rush lanes. I was that, – that, that next afternoon I was at practice with the high school team I coach and our – one of our defensive coaches, Theo Washington, who coaches our edge rushers, he played at Virginia State. He was losing his mind over the the rush angles those guys were taking. I was like, I don't know, yep. what you're it looked it looked beautiful to me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's because that's what you have to do with Patrick as much as you want to get to him and disrupt him. At the same time, you have to be disciplined and you can't run past him in the pocket because you allow him to step up. And it's almost better to keep him contained in the pocket and rally to him when he does. If you do have good coverage on the back end, when he does start to move now, that's when you make your move and try to disrupt him. And we saw that happen throughout the course of the game. But right here is the best example that we have the game of just not being disciplined. That defensive end can't run past the quarterback in this situation. Yep, and that play got the Chiefs, and obviously the two-point conversion afterwards, another run by Mahomes, that got the Chiefs into overtime. But now let's go to OT, the biggest play there, a third and one, and this was just, again, the Titans take away. It's got to be so frustrating. You take away what the Chiefs want to do. And Mahomes just once again finds a way to make something happen. What did you see here? Yes, it's like goal line formation practically. I think it was 13 personnel or 22 personnel, excuse me, two tight ends. You got a fullback in there, and they're giving you a run set right here. And in this particular play, it's kind of like a misdirection. All the offensive linemen, if you watch them, are going to go to your left. So they're trying to give the impression to that that de- the defense that they're going to the left. And then what you're trying to do is sneak that halfback out into the flat. So he it's a sprint out, and you're coming out, and you're trying to look for him. You've got the corner route by by the tight end right there and then Justin Watson's going to run over on the over so it's really a progression read so as it gets as you start to run the play here the Tennessee Titans do a fantastic job of covering this play you're half back in the flat who's your first option he's covered now you might have an option to throw it to Justin Watson on the over here but with that defender in Patrick Mahomes face there's really no options there because it's really hard to throw through a defender so he extends the play he makes that guy miss All of a sudden, Gray puts his foot in the ground and starts to go back. He sees him with his incredible vision and gives him an opportunity to go up and make a play. And, you know, what what more can you say about Noah Gray? He shows up week in, week out. We were talking about that before we got on. Just he constantly shows up, and this is a great example of that, going up, high point in the ball, keeping his concentration with a defender on his back and coming down with a huge catch to set up the field goal, the go-ahead field goal, and ultimately the win. And to make that throw on the move and just put it in a spot where 
only your guy can get it. Give him a chance to go up and, and make that play. Um, just a phenomenal throw. And yeah, it's, it's, again, it's another example of just how much depth that she, the, the chiefs have at, at these skill spots. Um, you know, they have three tight ends that can go make plays. They have all those wide receivers. They have all those running backs, you know, no matter what personnel grouping is in the game, as you said here, 22 personnel, there are still a bunch of guys that can, that can make plays in the passing game. And it just makes them that much harder to defend. Do you think if they didn't come up with this play, you think they were going on fourth down? Because I do. <laughs> I do too. I, I mean, I, the confidence that they have to have in their defense at this point, especially the way that the second half went with only giving up 22 yards and one first down with a guy with Malik Willis only in his second start, they probably had a lot of confidence that they could create a stop. And so therefore, there's no doubt in my mind with the aggressiveness of Andy Reid and how he's shown that, that he's going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think, you know, I think this play call too, they 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 call this with the expectation that they're going on fourth down. Um right. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, oh yeah, there, there's no doubt there there's there. no doubt they're going <laughs> for it. You know, and mo most quarterbacks right here are like, okay, blow the whistle. I'm gonna throw it out of bounds. We're coming back, we've got another down, we're gonna go for it, be aggressive on this fourth down call. But in, in this case, it's just once again how special Patrick Mahomes is make that guy miss throw it up and ultimately that that's what wins the game it really did and uh and the Chiefs now move to six and two with that Bills loss they're even now mm. top the AFC. obviously the Bills have the tiebreaker because they have the, the head game but um before we get into into this upcoming matchup with the Jaguars Obviously, big news out of Buffalo with that UCL injury to Josh Allen. We heard Sean McDermott say it's a day-to-day -day thing. It sounds like Allen's going to play through it. But, Matt, I don't know if you've ever dealt with, with this type of an elbow injury or, or no guys that have. But what impact do you – even if Josh Allen is able to play, let's say, what, do you, what impact do you think this is going to have on him throughout the rest of the season? It'll be really interesting to see because, I mean, Carson Palmer, my roommate in college and obviously played for the Cincinnati Bengals, he was out an entire year with the elbow injury and very similar. It's kind of like the Tommy John surgery that you see with a lot of these baseball players. And it's not as common for football players just because of the weight distribution, how you throw the ball. And because I think when you play baseball, it puts a lot of torque on your elbow. But you saw it was more because he got hit when he was in his motion and the trauma to the elbow, it impacts you on everything that you do and how you throw it. But then again, he did throw the ball 69 yards in the air after the injury anyway, and it looked like it hurt a little bit. So it's going to be managing pain. How much does that impact him in terms of throwing the ball accurately and down the field? It's just all going to be touch and go and kind of day. He said, Sean McDermott said day to day, but that's truly what it's going to be and how much they can monitor and keep the training staff can keep him on the field and keep him comfortable throughout the course of these games. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I've dealt with a similar type of injury from playing baseball, and it, it is. It's a pain tolerance thing because I felt like I, you know, you can make the throws. Obviously, I wasn't doing it at, at nearly <laughs> as high of a level. But you feel like you can make throws, but you just – there's going to be pain, and it's just inevitable, and you have to deal with it. And it does get – you know, you wonder if it does get into his mindset at all. Um you know, in any of those moments, you know, feeling that type of pain while he's trying to, you know, obviously make make high level throws in these games. So I just think that's going to be interesting to watch going forward. Obviously, it's going to be a tight race uh, for that one seed and, and the Jets 
the Jets coming up with that big win certainly opened the door for the Chiefs to, to capture that home field in the AFC. It did. And the other part about this Josh Allen situation that, that'll be interesting is how much it'll take him out of his practice routine, right? Because during, throughout the course of the week, right, that's when the preparation happens. And that's when you get those reps and the game plan plays that you haven't got a chance to rep as much. Is he going to be able to go throughout the course of a week? Because you saw a guy like Matt Stafford last year who was able to maintain his health throughout, but he had that elbow injury. He didn't practice a lot. He was still able to go out and perform on the weekends. But will that be impactful as well with not getting those quality reps throughout the course of the week to get prepared for Sundays too, if that that at all will play a role down this stretch? Uh, that's a great point because, yeah, it's a, especially for a younger quarterback like Josh Allen. You know, Stafford's been around the block. He's – you know, he, he knows what it's going right. to take for him to get ready for games. I mean, obviously, Allen has some experience under his belt, but he's still developing. He's still, you know, you can tell he's still growing week by week. So those missed practice reps could be could be crucial. Hey, sorry to interrupt again, but I've got to tell you about our sponsor, Trade Coffee. And going to a coffee shop is a great experience, but it's not something most of us can do every day. If you're looking for that delicious local coffee shop taste on a daily basis, it's so much easier to get that with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so easy for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment needed. It's wonderful. Whether you know what you're doing and you already know what kind of coffee you like or you're looking and you need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees they'll send you ground coffee or whole beans or however you make it your coffee at home they will send it to you it's absolutely perfect it's a win win in my book there here's how you got to do it. you're going to upgrade your coffee today with trade coffee and let them take the guesswork of finding your perfect cup right now trade is offering listeners a total of 30 dollars off their subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash kcsn that's drinktrade.com slash kcsn for 30 dollars off your subscription to the best coffees in the country drinktrade.com slash kcsn when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do want to move our focus now. Chiefs have the Jaguars this week. The Jaguars coming off of a big win over the Raiders. We saw some incredible moments out of Trevor Lawrence in that game. What are you looking at ahead of this matchup? It's interesting because when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars defense and these draft picks that they've been able to acquire, you know, Trayvon Walker, and then you've got the linebacker, Devin, Devin oh, shoot. Lloyd. Devin yeah, Lloyd. Let's do that again. So you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and let's just start with the defense. I think that the draft capital that they've been able to acquire in Devin Lloyd and then Trayvon Walker, obviously, with the first pick in the NFL draft, those guys are showing up on film, and they've got some talent in the front end. They've obviously got Josh Allen as well, who's been there for quite a while. But these guys are good, and I think that they're going to try to take a page of the Tennessee Titans book and try to you know, play disciplined football up front, contain Patrick Mahomes and do all that. And then when you look at the offensive side of the ball, 
Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's been a mixed bag this season. He's had some really good moments, but he's also still uh, has a steep learning curve at times in which he, he doesn't look like the player that he was projected to be. But I'll tell you what, the one thing about this offense that has really come to light is Travis Etienne. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud. And since he's taken over about four weeks ago at that starting position, he's had over 100 yards per game. He's got four touchdowns. The guy can run the rock. And so they're going to really – try to balance this offense, but really rely on him to go make those tough running yards. So it's going to start start with stopping him in the run game and then containing Trevor Lawrence and hopefully forcing him into some errors that he's shown he's been prone to throughout even this season. Yeah, and you're right. ETN has been such a game changer for that offense. Defensively, you mentioned the front. I think that's going to be the key for the Jaguars because their back end has has had issues all year. Uh, when they're right. able to win, it's because that front is getting home and they certainly have the athletes to do it. Um, but I do want to ask you about Trevor Lawrence. You know, obviously the, the the expectations were through the roof with him coming out of Clemson and he's had his ups and downs. What do you think? Because we see like even last week, the incredible throws he was able to make. And then we see him make some some very questionable decisions at times, like in the in the London game, that interception in the end zone against the Broncos, which ultimately come back came back to cost in the game. Where do you think he needs to grow the most from what you've seen so far? I think it's just eliminating those really bad plays and those bad decisions because his rookie year was a catastrophe just based on the fact that they didn't put him in a good situation. The Urban Meyer Meyer debacle, the coaching, the limited – the limited skill positions that they had, they needed to surround him with better personnel. And this year, I think Doug Peterson has done a really good job of coming in and giving him some stability at that position. And you can see it at times, right? He's efficient. He's effective. He, he takes what's given to him, but he still has this playmaking ability that is, that that gets him into trouble at time where he feels like he has to make a play for his team. But if he can eliminate that and just be okay with, Hey, look, I got to throw the ball away. We've got a punt. I might have to take a sack, not force throws. Cause that's really what has gotten him into trouble is just him trying to make a play that's really not there because he's got playmaking ability. He's got the arm. He can run around. He, he has all those things. And when it's working, it works really well, but it's just those laps lapses and judgment that he has right now that if they can eliminate that, it'll take him to the next level. Yeah. And I think, I think you see it with some of these young quarterbacks. Sometimes the weight of the expectations mm-hmm. affects the way that they want to play, you know, like, you see with Zach Wilson sometimes too. It's like he feels like he has to be Superman out there on the field because of where he was drafted and because of the expectations that the fan base has put on him. But you're mm-hmm. right, playing the playing the quarterback position, it's about a lot of the time it's about just taking what's there and knowing when to take the loss and throw the ball away and move on to the next down. Right. And and that's the hard thing to teach these guys, right? Because natural instincts take over and you go back to Clemson and you can make those plays in college because those players are a little bit lesser and you probably had better skill players all around you. And so you can make those extreme throws and extreme plays and it works out to your advantage. But in the league, so much of the quarterback position is about being disciplined. And it's not just discipline from one series to the next. It's discipline throughout the fourth four quarters and understanding situations being aware of look it's the fourth quarter we're tied I don't want to force this ball I want to take points instead you try to force the ball it creates an interception and leads to a loss right and those are those plays that really make the difference between wins and losses in this league so it's really hard with a young guy sometimes you almost have to go through those tough moments to start to ingrain it in your brain that look this is a different thing this is a different league I can't do the same thing that I did in college 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, you know, I'd love to see Trevor Lawrence start to figure out because you see the the physical ability is absolutely there. So, you know, hopefully he, he starts to settle in over time. Um, Zach Wilson as well. You know, we want to see co- success for all these quarterbacks in this league. It doesn't always have to be all about Mahomes as much as we love him. So, uh... <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm a big pro quarterback fan. I want to see all these guys be awesome because it's also good for the league. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, looking at this one, how do you see things playing out? What's your prediction final score for this game? Right. You know, I, I, you look at the Tennessee Titans and I think the Tennessee Titans have one of the better defenses in the league. I don't think Jacksonville's there, even though they have a lot of talent. And I also think it's a team that's still growing offensively in the way in which the, the Kansas City Chiefs right now are playing defense has been outstanding. So I, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to, if they can jump out to a lead, to, like if they do what they did last week, I'm saying for Jacksonville, where they go down 17, nothing, it's going to be over. So quick start, get out to a lead and it's going to be an uphill battle for Jacksonville. I think chiefs run away with this one 34, 17. Yeah. I'm with you. I see it playing out pretty much the same way. I just don't think, um, you know, the Jags that secondary, I think is, it has a lot of issues still. So I think uh, I think Mahomes is going to have himself a day, and you know I think Spags will find ways to force Trevor into some of those mistakes, like we talked about. See it playing out pretty much the same way, thirty-eight seventeen type of game, uh, and the Chiefs keep this thing rolling, and uh, we'll we'll be monitoring that situation in Buffalo too to see kind of how the rest of this year is going to play out for KC and and that home field advantage in the AFC. But uh, it's all going to be fascinating to watch, and we'll be right here with you every single week to keep breaking it down, keep previewing the upcoming matchups. For Matt Castle, I'm Matt Hamilton. This has been The Breakdown, and we will see you guys next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.